right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Doc Sportscast today. Aurora and I are excited to get in here, give you guys some updates on all the roster news that's been going on recently with the NFL. Um, as many of you know, the NFL does, well, NFL teams needs to cut down their rosters at this point in the year to get to the allotted roster size to go into the NFL season, making those last minute tweaks of, hey, who's who made it? Who made the cut? Who didn't make the cut? Uh, Aurora doesn't like to uh, talk about it as guys getting cut because it makes her think of when we cut her hair, and she really hates to have her hair cut. Uh, she loves it to be as long and fluffy as possible. So we will try to avoid using the term cut and uh, go with release as much as we can. But if we slip up, sorry, Aurora, about that. So that being said, let's go ahead and uh, jump into it here with uh, some of these names and, and the news surrounding them. Uh, first off, Cam Newton cut from by the New England Patriots. This uh, was the biggest piece of news yesterday that came out. Obviously, I think it was uh, surprising for quite a bit of people, but I don't believe this should be unforeseeable. This uh, makes a lot of sense that they would cut Cam Newton. You know, some people are going to sit there and say, well, why didn't they keep him there as a backup? Uh, you know, here's the thing. Ultimately, ultimately, I think that New England Patriots are a franchise that understands what they're doing. Uh, you know, they they know what they need to do to put the right amount of uh, you know the right amount of talent on a field, and they understand how to build a team financially uh, over the years. So this makes a lot of sense because Cam Newton comes with a certain type of price tag, things like that, to him if he would have ended up being a starter and things like that. And if he's just sitting on the bench, you know, maybe they have to pay him a certain amount. Let's get rid of that. Let's bring in someone or have someone on the roster. It's not going to cost us as much because if we know we're going forward with Mac Jones, we're going to move forward with him. Now, you know, this was to me. This is this shows growth from Bill Belichick. You know, he was willing to move on from Cam Newton, a project that he saw that he really wanted to work with uh, and didn't let his pride get in the way of team success. I think that's awesome to see. And, you know, Mac Jones done everything, has done everything that he needed to earn this job. He really has. You know, watch out for New England this year. This makes them way more of a contender than they were in the conversation before. So definitely pay attention to them and what they're doing in New England right now. Uh, they will be a scary team once again. And I like Matt Jones. I like what he's done. I loved seeing what I saw on the field from him. This is a guy who could end up being the best rookie quarterback from this class. You never know. Um, and especially he's going to get the opportunity now. And he's got a good team built around him. And some people will sit there and say, okay, well, why you feel this way about the Patriots? Because I've been sitting saying that, you know, Matt Nagy is doing the right thing in Chicago with starting Andy Dalton going into the season. Well, a lot of people would say that the Patriots have a similar situation with Cam Newton, Mac Jones, as the Bears have had with Justin Fields, Andy Dalton. And I will tell you that, yes, they may look that way from certain perspectives. However, at the same time, you've got to understand the organizations and franchises are in different situations right now, as well as the coaches. Bill Belichick is a well-known, respected coach. He has tenure at, at the Patriots organization. I mean, this is a guy that he will coach there however long he wants to. And he can make these decisions and make these moves. It will not affect his job stability. The other side of this is that the Patriots are built they have been a built team. Last year, yes, they lacked on defense. Yes, they lacked in certain certain spots on offense, but that's because guys set out. They had a lot of guys set out the season for COVID purposes. Those guys are back. They have a great line. They have good, good running backs. They have some talent at wide receiver. They have two strong tight ends right there, both guys who should be number one tight ends on other teams. Like This is a team 
that is built to win. Uh, it's been built to win for, you know, 10 plus years now. And so this is an organization where if you take a rookie, you put him there, he's going to be protected. He's going to have the time to make plays. He's going to have the time to grow, learn and develop along the way. And he's got the, the pieces around him to succeed now. That's huge. Whereas in Chicago, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and say that Justin Fields isn't going to become a better quarterback than Andy Dalton. Yes, he he can and is showing that he has the ability and should end up being a better quarterback than Andy Dalton. You know, however, I don't think he's ready right now. Neither do I think Mac Jones is ready right now. I mean, Mac Jones is probably one of the most NFL ready quarterbacks going into the season. I think it's him and Zach Wilson are, are the two most NFL ready going into the season, but Justin Fields is not quite there at, at that level yet. I think he's got a little bit more to learn when he went up against starting defenses in the preseason. They, they chewed him up. They chewed him up. He didn't play all that well. And it looked very similar to Tua Tunga Vailoa. So, you know, I, while I think that Justin Fields is more well-rounded, I think he's a better professional. He puts more work and effort in. He does the right things off the field to prepare him for on the field. I think he's going to end up being a heck of a lot better than Tua Tunga Vailoa. But this situation is so different because Matt Nagy is not taking the easy route. Bill Belichick can take the easy route and say, hey, I'm going to go with the best quarterback and we're going to win games right now. Matt Nagy is doing the best for the organization right now. He's doing the hard road. He's not sitting there worried about his job. I mean, I'm sure he is, but he is sitting there making the right decision in the long term for this organization, even if it means him losing his job later because he played Andy Dalton and they didn't have a great season. He's still protecting that piece, that that quarterback of the future potential in Justin Fields, he's protecting him because that line needs work. Okay, that line really needs work. And you know, I hear people on ESPN saying, "Oh, if I'm the Bears, I'm I'm mad right now. I'm pissed off. If I'm the defense, I'm going to go in and yell at the manager and yell at the coach and be like, you need to start Justin Fields. What are you doing? We need to win. Like, don't do that. They have no right to do that because fine, let's sit there and put the kid out there and let's get have him get chewed up." Let's have him get sacked over and over. Let's have him get hit and beaten up and, and traumatized out there the way that Sam Darnold got treated uh, out in New York with the Jets. Like, that's not the formula success. He is protecting this asset for future wins down the line, letting a veteran get in there who can understand pocket awareness, who can pick up more blocks and reads and things like that to get hit a little bit less and maybe make them more competitive right now in games from an offensive, purely offensive standpoint, instead of having him go out and potentially get hurt and injured. You know, yes, he could start him, and the second half of the year, this could be a dynamite team that can make the playoffs, they could do all this stuff, but is it worth the risk of having him go out there and get hurt and beat up and banged and not be able to have the time to adjust because he's getting sacked all the time? So this is not a similar situation to Chicago for that purpose. So Chicago, Matt Nagy, all the credit, Cam Newton, you know, you'll be a good backup somewhere. I hope somebody picks you up and gives you an opportunity somewhere. Um... But, you know, this is definitely the right move for the Patriots, and I think the Chicago Bears are making the right move as well with playing Andy Dalton. You know, take take the hard road, Matt Nagy, do the right thing for the franchise, and hopefully they can see that down the road, even if you have a tough season this year. Hopefully they can give you that opportunity next year 
when Justin Fields is ready to go, or even at the halfway point when Justin Fields is ready to go. I mean, he Justin Fields may start three games into the season. Even then, it's the right decision because you're letting the offensive line work out some kinks. You're letting them understand protection. You're letting Justin Fields start to read protections and see things defenses are doing and see how Andy Dalton's getting hit and stuff like that and give him a better chance to stay alive out there. So... Anyway, that's our thoughts on Cam Newton. I know we talked about Chicago Bears, but, you know, that's the big thing. A lot of people think it's a very similar situation. It's interesting to see how the two teams are handling it. I think both teams are actually handling it the way they need to. So, uh, next up, Devontae Freeman cut by the Saints. Okay, now Devontae Freeman, uh, he's a good backup option. He really is. Last year he was at the he was with the Giants. He had some really good weeks uh, last year after he he was released by the uh the Atlanta Falcons, he was released by them. He didn't, you know, get any offers. And then, you know, midway through the season or a few games in the season, Barkley goes down. They sign Freeman. Freeman has, you know, three or four big games for them, plays really, really well. And then all of a sudden, Wayne Gallman started getting going. And so that backfield, you know, kind of had some life to it again. And, and Freeman played well during that stint. So he can still get out there and give you some good reps. So... I look for him to really uh, have a chance to get picked up and go somewhere else. You know, the Saints backfield, I mean, you got Murray as a really solid backup there. And then Alvin Kamara, obviously, as your starter. They didn't really need a Devontae Freeman. You know, they didn't need him. I understand that. You know, move on and, and work with some of these younger guys that you have. But we think he'll get picked up somewhere. Who knows? You know, the, the Ravens might be an opportunity. The Jets, the Bills, you know, th- those are teams that might have an opportunity to bring him in, let him have some flashes every now and then in certain games to, to give some life into them because he's definitely got some flash to him. But, you know, he just can't do it on a full season consistent basis anymore. Okay. And, and that's the big thing with some of these running backs. You know, it's, it's are, you, are you looking for consistency or are you looking for a guy who is going to be able to, you know, go out there and give you some good production in, in any one game? Because Freeman can do that. He can spark something every now and then. If he's got the rest, he's got the time, he, he does, does his due diligence in reviewing tape and stuff like that of the opposing team, he can do well. And so I, I'm excited for that. I think I think he will get picked up, and and we'll see if he gives you know some burst to some teams out there. Who knows? But Devontae Freeman had a really great career in Atlanta. Now it's he's definitely on the back end of that career. Uh, who knows what happens with him moving forward? But yeah, we wish him all the best. That he's doing really good things uh, with his career, still trying to stay active and stuff out there. So kudos to him. Next up is Carryon Johnson. Man, Carryon Johnson. This guy was a high pick for the Detroit Lions just a few years ago. He played really well his rookie season. You know, he looked like he could be a solid back out there. And then all of a sudden, injury affected his opportunity. Coaching, stupid coaching out there uh, from Matt Patricia. I mean, just absolutely ridiculous coaching from a, a pure offensive running back situation standpoint he handled it the worst way possible i mean you bring in adrian peterson you got deandre swift who plays really well i've got nothing wrong with swift getting those opportunities the way he did but carry on johnson had a ton of potential coming out of auburn he is a fast guy he's got tons of athleticism he's very talented as well he just has to you know have somebody work with him and if he's in the right schemes we've seen him produce he can also catch the ball out of the backfield pretty well also so this is a guy that's kind of a dual threat there from a running back standpoint why not give him the opportunity i i think for me 
him getting released by the Eagles says more about guys like Kenneth Gainwell than it, you know, and Boston Scott and stuff like that than it does about Carryon Johnson. Karen Johnson, like I said, he's a talent. He is very athletic. I think he will find a place to go and play. I think this. I think he would be a great selection to be picked up by the Ravens. I think that would be fantastic for them. Another option could be the Bills, but the Ravens to me would be a great fit to pick this guy up because I think he could fit very well within that franchise. Very fast, okay. A lot of speed, a lot of quickness. And he can catch balls out of the backfield, which Lamar Jackson needs to focus on. They were excited about Dobbins being able to do that. Now with him out, bring in a guy who can catch passes, right? So carry on. I mean, he's done some great things so far in his career. I think he will find a place and get some runs still in his career. But if he doesn't find a place and get his footing, he could be out of the league permanently real soon. But I do see some teams being able to pick him up, you know, and – DeAndre Swift is is a great player. You know, he came in, played a great rookie season, did very well for Detroit. I've got no issues with DeAndre Swift, you know, being there and, and doing his thing. But Carrion Johnson could have easily been that that one two punch there. The fact that they just handed it over to Adrian Peterson, let him do things. I mean, last year last year was a throwaway year. Absolute throwaway year in Detroit. And it's really sad because that Sometimes the situations that happen with these players is something that's completely out of their control and completely doesn't dictate, doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't narrate anything about what they've done. You know, carry on is definitely one of those situations. He has had some injury issues there. Uh, Coaches came in, made ridiculous decisions, basically threw away the season Matt Patricia came in, and it was a throwaway season. It was garbage. I mean, horrible products out there on the field. And Carry On ended up hurting the most from that because DeAndre Swift's a young rookie who's going to go out there and make flashy plays. Carry On could have done the very same things, but he didn't have as much opportunity because they brought Adrian Peterson in and wanted to have a solid, consistent guy like a LeGarrette Blunt from new england and that's what matt patricia went for that's what he wanted out there and it didn't give the team the best chance to make some good plays you know big plays they knew they were going to have a consistent solid running back but not a guy who was really going to make some amazing plays last year and and i think that's just sad it's just sad you know and guys get caught up in that all the time guy goes to a team that's in a rebuilding phase and you know if it was a team that was ready to win right there he could have had a completely different career this happens all the time. It happens all the time in the league. Uh, there's there's plenty of quarterbacks who I think could have been great quarterbacks, and they just were in the wrong situation. Look at Ryan Tannehill. Look what happened to him in Miami. Okay, Ryan Tannehill's in Miami looking like garbage, looking like trash, because that's what Miami is built for him. And then he goes to Tennessee, and he looks amazing now. Okay, it's the same thing with running backs. Running backs can do the exact same thing, and, you know, hopefully carry-on can – can make that happen you know look at look at derrick henry look at derrick henry when when tennessee drafted him and i was really high on him i took him in my fantasy league i was living in nashville at the time all my friends were like oh my god you're such a homer and i'm like no guys like i'm not a homer this guy is a beast he's going to be an animal right but sadly it took you know at least a couple years for them to actually start giving him the workload and then all of a sudden, he he's playing amazing. You know, they had DeMarco Murray there, whatever, for a while, and they went with him. And so Derrick Henry got to push to the sideline. 
But all of a sudden, you change your schemes up, you change your, your game plan, you put him in there and, and let him take over, and there you go. He's amazing now. So that happens t with rookie running backs as well. Happens with young running backs, veteran running backs. Happens with wide receivers also. There's been plenty of wide receivers who leave places, and they don't have success where the places they were at before. Or they didn't have, or they had, they did not have success where they were before. And now they go somewhere and they do have success. It happens all the time in the league with every position. So just because a guy gets cut doesn't mean he's a bum, doesn't mean he's not good, just means he wasn't fitting in there. And I think Carrion has a chance to do that. So Carrion, keep carrying on out there. Let's hope you get picked up by somebody and have another opportunity. Uh, I really like this guy's story. He puts a lot of hard work and effort out there, and I really want to see him do well. Next up, we have a team with quite a few names bigger names out there we're going to talk about and that's washington okay washington released peyton barber lamar miller and antonio gandy golden okay lamar miller was in miami for a few years there he was looking really good from a running back standpoint I mean, he was the solid you know number one running back option there ends up going to houston for a little bit and then you know he he didn't have what he used to have this is a guy that's definitely aged he's he's definitely lost a step you know, he ends up going to Washington, you know, doing his thing. Didn't get a lot of reps in the preseason. I think they just saw, you know, he doesn't have that burst anymore. So Lamar Miller is a guy who had, you know, was a pretty big name at one point in fantasy, in football. And, you know, he's kind of just diminished over the years. That's fine. You know, it happens. That's what happens to the best of us. Um, Peyton Barber. This is a guy who, you know, Tampa Bay guy was, I mean, him and him and Ronald Jones were looking to be like a one-two punch for a little bit there, and you know he's just kind of been this veteran guy that just he just hangs around, right? He just hangs around, and he's not ever been a guy that's like, okay, this is the dominant running back in the room. This is our guy. Like he's never really been that, but he's always been pretty solid. Okay, he's always been pretty solid. He's he's always that consistent guy you kind of lean on there, that veteran presence later on, and you know he goes to Washington. And I'll tell you guys, the biggest thing from this is that you got Antonio Gibson, you got J.D. McKissick, you got Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber, and, and you got Jarrett Patterson. Now, everybody thought, okay, maybe they give an extra spot to Jarrett Patterson and let him do things on special teams or whatever. You know, maybe they let that happen. No, no, no. I told everybody. I've been telling you guys. I've been beating and I've been banging the drum. I have been banging the drum. For Jarrett Patterson, I've been telling all of you this offseason, ever since the draft, I was so shocked he didn't get drafted. This is a gem. He's a diamond in the rough. Jarrett Patterson, remember that. He is going to be on this roster. He made this roster even when a week ago people were sitting there expecting him to get cut or be a special teams player. This is a guy who's now number three running back. They, they released Peyton Barber to keep this guy. That should tell you something. Okay? Peyton Barber had good reps for this team last year. And if Antonio Gibson goes down, J.D. McKissick is not going to take over that backfield. J.D. McKissick is not going to be your number one option. It will be Jarrett Patterson because J.D. McKissick is your guy out the backfield to catch passes. Okay, Jarrett Patterson is now your primary backup, even though he's listed as a number three option. I'm very excited for this. I hope Jarrett Patterson gets some good run in the regular season because he will show some good flashes of, of brilliance out there. He outworks everyone. And I would not be shocked if later in the season we don't see a split of carries between Antonio Gibson and Jarrett Patterson. 
just telling you right now, don't be shocked. We're saying it now before a season even gets started. Don't be shocked that that happens because we really see that as a potential for an outcome. Okay. Jarrett Patterson, great job. Keep doing what you're doing. We're rooting for you here. You know, man, just keep that chip on your shoulder. Keep working away. Um, the other one, Antonio Gandy Golden. Now, this was a guy who came out and, you know, there was a lot of hype for him. Uh, Matthew Berry on the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast, you know, was really high on uh, Gandy Golden. And, you know, he, he's definitely got the the size that you need. He's definitely had the talent when he came into the league. But I just don't think he's put the work in. I don't think he's put the work in to, you know, reach that next level to, you know, make sure he's above some of these guys. I mean, some of the guys that's on the roster, it's being kept above him. It's like, you might not really have heard of their names. You heard of Andy Golden coming out of college and, you know, he just didn't, he just didn't make the cut guys. So, you know, it's sad for him. I, I think he'll still linger around the league, get some reps. This is a guy that might be able to go play with the USFL or the XFL when they start up pretty soon. Um, but yeah, ultimately it, it's sad for him. A lot of hype there. And then, yeah, he kind of fizzled out really quick. Next up is the Cowboys. They released two quarterbacks, Ben DiNucci and um, can't think of the other guy's name at this moment, but essentially they've only got Cooper Rush as the backup to Dak Prescott. Jerry Jones, do you ever learn? Do you ever learn from your mistakes? Seriously, does, does history ever matter to you? Or do you just have like absolute zero memory? Like he... I'm, I'm concerned. I am concerned that Jerry Jones has significant memory loss because look at this. You, last year, what happened? Dak Prescott gets hurt. Okay. Then you put Andy Dalton out there. And then you've got Ben DiNucci out there. Like you're shuffling quarterbacks because you don't have a legitimate backup in there for Dak Prescott. And what do you do? You release your your second and third quarterback options and you have Cooper Rush in there now as your second and only other quarterback option. Are you serious? And Dak Prescott has had shoulder problems. He has shoulder problems right now. Like, oh my God, this makes zero sense. I'm so frustrated. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how an organization can just squander so much money and, and make so many ridiculous moves. And it's just like, this team is always still competitive. They're always still like last year. Obviously they weren't because their quarterback was out, but this will be a team that will still be competitive coming up this season. As long as that Prescott plays. And it's just a shocker to me. Like I wonder how any other NFL franchise could handle that much money and that much opportunity that the Dallas Cowboys get. I mean, my gosh, swap them with anyone, swap them with the Miami dolphins. Miami dolphins would probably be winning championships left and right. Like Jerry Jones has squandered way too many opportunities and squandered away way too much money this is definitely one of those decisions that just it's a head scratcher guys like why did you not learn from last year now the one thing i will say is it's really interesting timing because what happens should they go and sign cam newton i think that's very interesting i think it's a very interesting concept of signing cam newton having him back up dak prescott and you know to me one, they can afford it. If there's, if there's any problem the Dallas Cowboys have, it's not money. So they can afford to bring in Cam Newton. And he would somewhat be a comparison to Dak Prescott. Not not in level of play, don't get me wrong. He, he would be, he plays a certain type of style 
that could be somewhat comparable to Dak because Dak's got some legs. He can get out there and run around. Uh, he's got really good arm strength, and so does Cam Newton. Um, so I, I think that could work out. That's something keep your eye on. Maybe maybe they end up going out there and signing Cam Newton as their backup. I, but I think they definitely need one because what happens? I mean, God forbid something else happens. We don't want to see anything else happen to Dak Prescott. But if something does happen to him, man, the team is screwed again Ugh. and last up here we'll mention briefly is green bay's devin funches okay a year removed from football due to sitting out for covid it's definitely hurt his ability for sure guys and and we will say this overall if you look at the history of it players that have held out for a season okay not very many have done it look at Le'Veon bell what happened he set out for a season comes back and looks like garbage okay and people wanted to sit there and say oh it's because it's the jets it's because the jets the jets are awful well then he ends up at kansas city and he still looks like garbage like guys it's not the team it was the fact that he was garbage okay he was washed up you can't sit there and expect these guys to be there's a difference between staying in shape and staying in game shape okay and if a guy goes out with an acl Okay, and he's out for the whole season. It's a little different because they are still working their way back into things. They're still they're doing physical therapy. They're still working hard, and they've got to build themselves back up. Okay, but when you get a guy like a Le'Veon Bell who wants to sit out a season, and Devin Funches same way, they set out the seasons. Okay, one for COVID, one for holdout, and coming back, you just don't have it anymore. You don't. You don't. You're not in game shape. You don't have the ability that you had before because you're rusty. You're rusty. You can't just get out of the game and come back. I mean, even look at Michael Jordan when he came back after sitting out in basketball. Okay. He did not look the same. He didn't. You know, he set out the one year he was doing baseball stuff, but I don't even think he was out the whole NBA year. So he came back and he was fine. But when he left and came back with Washington, he didn't look the same, and you know I, he was still athletic. He could still do stuff, but it, it, you know, and people will say, "Oh, it's because he was older." I don't know. I don't know if it was so much that, or if it was just, "Hey, he was a full year removed," and that makes a difference. So that definitely happens. Uh, players need to be aware of that. They need to understand it, and teams need to understand it. If a guy holds out for a season, he is going to be diminished when he comes back, unless he leaves and goes and plays in the Canadian Football League. You know, he's not keeping his reps. He's not continuing to do things to stay in game shape and keep that mindset, keep that sharpness. I mean, it's the intangibles that go along with it. And this is the the situation with Devin Funches. This is a guy that's supposed to be the number one, uh, number two wide receiver there last year. And then all of a sudden, he's released from the roster this year. That just goes to show you guys, you can't just take a year off and just expect to come back and be fine again. And for all you players that want to sit there and think you can do it, it's not going to be good for you. It's never going to work out. It hasn't for anyone so far. So that being said, we will wrap things up today. Definitely crazy news with Cam Newton being cut and everything. Um, you know, but yeah, we wish the best for a lot of these guys. Definitely wait and watch for Jarrett Patterson. See what he does. Uh, you guys can see our Facebook email below. Reach out. Let us know what you think about the channel. Let us know what you think about the episode. Let us know what we can do to keep things entertaining out there for you guys as well. And uh, we did post the pictures of the quarterback and rookie running back stats on the podcast uh, Facebook. So go to the Facebook page. Check it out. Look at those stats and see where all the rookies stack up. 
But thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Talk to you on a Friday.